Hello, hello, mm-hmm. hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Straight Talk with Dr. Sharmi Pratt. I am your host, Dr. Sharmi Pratt, and today I have in the studio with me Mr. Gene Mason. Listen, you guys, we are going to be talking about a major subject, and the subject topic that we're going to be talking about is when abnormal becomes your normal. Again, I will say this, when abnormal becomes your normal. So I have with me Mr. Gene um, Mason, and I want to bring him in right now to introduce himself to everyone out there, and then we're going to jump into our conversation. Hey, Gene, how are you? Introduce yourself to everyone. Good morning, Dr. Pratt. I am good. Uh, My name is Gene Mason, and uh, I was born in Kansas. I grew up in Denver, Colorado, uh, lived in Alaska 20 years, and now here in the uh, great state of Texas. Oh, wow. Well, hey, hey, Alaska. Listen, everyone, we are in for a treat because we're going to really talk about it, um, and we're going to just touch on some things that many people don't want to share out there. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is uh, domestic violence and abuse. Uh, so many times we look at it through the eyes of women because when you talk about domestic violence, your mind immediately goes to that which a woman goes through and how men beat women or how um, men um, verbally abuse and all these particular things that comes with domestic violence. And so your mind never goes to the fact that men can be domestically violated as well. We as a culture or a people, period, focus on the dynamics of when women go through it, but you don't hear too many men talk about it. But today, we're going to talk about the dynamics from a man's standpoint and a man's point of view. We're going to hear from uh, Jean today, you guys, to help us to understand a little bit from the eyes of someone who experienced domestic violence from a woman. Um, Listen, we are going to open our hearts and minds and we're going to hear this story from someone who has experienced it firsthand. And so, Gene, jump in here and just talk to us about the concepts of domestic violence from a man's standpoint. Domestic violence is it is a a enemy of humanity. It's not just men and women, children, uh, animals, uh, parents. Uh, domestic violence is an enemy to humanity worldwide. And the sooner that we address it and acknowledge it um, and be brave enough to stand up for it, uh, against it, then I think the better off we will be, uh, not only in our homes, but in our neighborhoods, in our communities, and in our states, in our nation. Um, domestic violence is unfortunately it's been uh, downplayed by social media, by television, by Hollywood. It's downplayed. It's you know it, it's it's dramatic to to watch a woman slap a man. You know it's, it it shows she's strong. You know, um, and it, that's that's so degrading. But it's okay. It's not it's not cool when a man does it, but it's cool when a woman does it. And the truth is. Um, you, we are unknowingly 
destroying the next generation because the next generation is watching this and they're saying, oh, that's the norm. And they're taking it and they're running with it. And then the generation after them is saying, oh, wow, okay, so it's okay to spit and slap, kick, curse, but it's not. And so what we are normalizing today is going to be horrific tomorrow. Wow. I I love uh, what you just said, um, how it's portrayed, um, especially in, like you said, Hollywood. And you see where it's okay for a woman to call a man the B word or a woman to, like you said, smack a man or cheat on him and different things like that. And it's portrayed a lot, especially uh, through the airwaves. And then, as you said, but when a man does it and then everybody is in an uproar when the man does it. But I like the fact that you address that it's a problem for humanity as a whole. It's not just a one-sided thing. There is abuse that goes on all over the world. And when we are able to stand up to that abuse that goes on, then we are able to really conquer that very thing that's been conquering us for generations. Um, now, everybody, we're talking about this, but make no mistake about it. Gene is able to actually say the things that he needs to say, not just because he became an advocate of this thing just by happenstance, but there are things that he went through in his own life. And we're going to give him the liberty to share whatever it is he wants to share, because He's talking about it because he has not only been victimized in the past, but he has became a victor, meaning he has he has victory over what once victimized him. And he's just want to take a stand to actually tell men today and not only men, but all that will be listening that have an ear to hear that you need to stand up. It's okay for you to not to know that you're not alone and it's okay for you to you know speak up about this thing that has really kept us in bondage for our generations and so Jean um right now I'm gonna just uh step back and I want you to just share you know your heart and even just your story, if you will, some of the things that transpired and even through what transpired, how did you begin to gain the ground to uh, no longer be the victim, but be the victor? Uh, thank you, Dr. Pratt. Um, well, listen, uh, my story is, uh, unfortunately, is uh, <laughs> it has a lot of facets to it, um, but um, I would like to tell you I share with your audience um, one story in particular um, where I had um, I had been working uh, in the cold winter months and um, I slipped and fell off the back of a truck and broke uh, three ribs and um, a co-worker rushed me to the hospital and <clears throat> he told me I had three broken ribs and so he told me I had a bed, bed rest and so um, <clears throat> my wife at the time uh, she would every every month, about the third week of every month, she would flip out, and I had started tracking these these uh, occurrences because she would unleash on me, uh, tear the house up, kick holes in the walls, uh, rip all the clothes out the closets, uh, things of that nature, just once a month, <clears throat> and it was always the third week of the month. Well, 
I was I was in uh, bed rest, and unfortunately, we came up on that time, and she she be she became enraged, and I still don't know what about, and it usually didn't take much, but um, we were we were arguing about something, and I'm laying there, and she she's standing on the other side of the bed, she's just going at it, and and I was like, you know. I'm tired and I, I just took some medicine. I just want to, I just want to um, lay here. And I remember her walking around the bed and I thought to myself, you better look up. And I, and, but another thought came, she wouldn't hurt me. She's, she's probably coming over here to get something or, you know, something we're, we're, I'm surely she wouldn't hurt me. I'm already hurt. I'm already broken. Only to look up out the corner of my eye and with both hands, clenched uh, one fist she came thundering down on my broken ribs and the pain literally shot through me like lightning unbelief pain as I rolled on the bed my thoughts were she tells me she loves me but she keeps doing this I've spent my whole life taking care of her feeding her clothing her buying her cars buying our houses and this is how she repays me and I don't know what was more painful the thought that somebody keeps saying they love me and they keep doing me like this or the pain that I just experienced being hit in my already broken ribs and it was I, and she left and I just cried I, I just I cried because not only was I hurting physically, but I was psychologically, I was damaged. The trauma alone, the trauma alone messed me up. Wow. Um, and, you know, just hearing you say that, one of the things I want to ask, because as we're talking about the concepts of when we are abnormal becomes your norm. And, you know, so many times you hear people, you know, say things like, oh, I would never experience that. I would never do that. Or I would do this. I do, you know, when you're not in a situation, it's easy for you to be able to say what you would and would not do. And so for many people, the question is, if you knew the abuse was there, why did you stay? I'm sorry, say it again, doctor. If you knew the abuse was there, why would you stay? That's a question that many people oh, want to yes. ask. You know? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, my reason for staying was I had already lost a family. And I was not, I, I was determined not to lose another one. I, I refused to lose another one. I, I was going to fight to the end. And, and I did. I did. I didn't want to lose another family. Uh, um, she had a, uh, a boyfriend. I told her she could keep him, uh, but let's stay together for the kids. I didn't want to lose my family. I didn't want to lose my kids. I already lost two and I didn't want to add to it. And, um, so that was my reason. And it was deeply embedded in me, deeply embedded in me. My dad and my, my mom divorced and left me and I felt stranded. So I didn't want to do that to the next generation. It was my, uh, it was probably my inner vow. It must have been an inner vow because I, I went through a lot with her. I went through a lot with her. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, that's a, 
a question that many people ask, you know, when in, in any situation, people always want to know, well, why are you staying or why would you uh, put up with it and different things like that. And mm-hmm. we don't necessarily understand, you know, f- what, what goes on in the mind of the individual. But I like how you just clarified the fact that you made a vow, an inner vow, because of the trauma that you went through in life. You made the vow that, you know, when you get a family, that it really is, this is my family and I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it work. Uh, But in your case, though, um, this was not something that was just little, if, if you will. You experienced major traumatic experiences. Um, I can only imagine, you know, how the rest of the story unfolds with the fact that you were being physically abused, mentally abused. And even the fact you said, like, she had a boyfriend and I told her, you can keep him, but let's just stay together. And you made that vow and, and, and you put up with it as, as long as you can, could or whatever. And so even as we're talking about this whole concept, uh, what do you think caused your abnormal situation to become normal to you? Uh, and the reality that you were staying in it to a place where you just, you know, endured the pain or endure whatever was there because of that vow. And so the abnormal thing became a normal place for you. Uh, where do you think that particular thing come, came from? It, that, <clears throat> that concept had help. Um, uh, I was watching uh, other relationships that were experiencing uh, trauma. Uh, some of my friends, uh, I got a, I got a buddy, man, good looking guy from, uh, from Mac, from an island out, out of nowhere. Good looking guy. And, uh, his wife busted his nose so bad that it split. And, uh, and he stayed with her. That, that was, it was, we were seeing this, these things on a normal basis. You know, we were seeing men, men's scars, not knowing what they were dealing with psychologically, but we were, we were all looking at each other's scars and truth be told, we, we kind of warm as metals. We warm as metals, man. Look at what I, I spent, man. I didn't, I didn't hit her back, man. I didn't hit her back. And, and, and unfortunately that was the norm. And, uh, but God revealed to me that that's pain management. And, and I, and I was free to get out of pain management. And when he showed me that, I chose to get out. And I said, God, I, I want out. Uh, I, I, re- I choose to no longer manage pain. Um, because we're seeing it on TV. A, a guy uh, from my job would come to work with scratches and scars and bruises around his neck and on his face. Another guy, my, one of my best friends to this day, was coming to work. He came to work with an iron print on his face. His wife pressed the iron against his face and burnt his face. And we wore those things as medals. So we saw it as, well, I'm not going through it alone. So so mine ain't as bad as yours. Oh, man, look at you. You you, you look like your wife pressed. You know, and it's, it, it's crazy. 
It's absolutely crazy. If we did stuff like that to those women, we'd be in jail. And we and that that was not the case. It was not the case. These women did not go to jail. They did not get in trouble. And uh, so that's what normalized my pain, and 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 caused it to be a more of a pain management. You know, watching my friends and my coworkers and and men on TV just watch us deal with. Uh, uh, and we were told that men dealt with the pain. Men don't cry. Men, this is how, you, you know, you better handle up. You better level up. This, man, shucks. That was a hot mess. That's what that was. Wow. Wow. Just hearing you talk about it, man. And you're right. If it was a woman, that been done to a woman, of course, he's going to jail. Just, you know, we started screaming too loud. Cause he, 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 he opened his mouth and hollered and we say My abuse, God. abuse, then yes, they will go to jail. Um, because as you said, society has painted the picture that the only domestic violence or the traumatic things really happen to only women. And, um, if you are a man and she hits you, then it's something that you done. And so, I want to jump back to when we first began and we began to talk about the concepts of what uh, the media and even entertainment shows us just concerning women and how they treat a man. And we come to a society that says it's okay for you to do to this to a man, but it's not okay for a man to do this to you. And so, um, I want to jump back in there because, you know, you have those times. And let me just talk about it, because even I remember um, as a woman, I was as a woman, I'm I would I used to be very verbally abusive and not only verbally abusive, but even I will fight you in a minute, you know, mm. um, like mm. seriously. Mm. Um, you want to throw, let's throw. I mean, I remember a time when, um, my children's dad, I literally took, um, a, a screwdriver and I stabbed him with the screwdriver, you know, and Jesus. different things like that. <laughs> and so the anger and, and, and Ooh. the trauma that I had experienced, I literally, you know, afflicted it, you know, on other people not even yeah. recognizing and and it was that thing that you're not going to you know it's just like something happens you know cuz i've been on the i've never been abused i've been an abuser <laughs> but i've never been abused and so even as we're talking about this subject right now you know um it's one of those things that many people try to steer away from, especially if it's happened to a man, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so we, I came up in a household where it was more women than men. And so as a woman, you, you acted like a man, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm. It was crazy because then, you know, on you know, it, it, it irks me now when I hear people call or people say to another woman, happy Father's Day, because you've been that's 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 screwed up. That's not that's not that's not sound anywhere. 
Um, and mm-hmm. so we but have, that's what I'm saying. It became the norm. And so you have those situations where like, you know, you and I had talked about before we even got on, which women, uh, well, I ain't give them none. You know, when they talk about sex and different things that we try to have that psychological abuse and different things like that. So let's take a moment over the next few minutes and kind of talk about even those discussions where things are not only physically abusive, but when it even comes to a man and a woman, the spouses and the spouse withholds um, sex and all type of things, you know, because she wants that control. She wants to be in control of the man. And so let's take a moment and talk about that. Doctor, don't get me started. (laughs) Don't unleash me on that one. Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh. Because it is not known the the depth of that trauma. It is not. It's only by the spirit of God can you comprehend the depth of that trauma. Because, and I'm just going to speak for myself. I'm just going to speak for myself. It left me. It left me vulnerable, and it left it. It was like a oh my gosh, like a wounded deer in the forest, bleeding, <clears throat> because psychologically now, now we don't we ain't gonna get to get good to the physical. Psychologically now, I'm thinking something's wrong with me, and that that can be wrong on so many different levels. But now I'm thinking something's wrong with me. I'm thinking uh, I'm not very good. Uh, I'm thinking I'm not big enough. I'm thinking I'm not uh, adequate. Uh, uh, and uh, and if she doesn't want me, who else does she want? So now, mentally, I'm all over the place. I'm all, I was all over the place. And and then uh, so now I, I I'm I'm not only. Uh, now fear has set in and, and we all know what fear does. Uh, all it needs is, is, is an opportunity and it'll sprout. It'll sprout up on a rock, but now fear has set in and, and, uh, I'm struggling to, to maintain, uh, uh, myself, my home, my wife, my life. Now my, my spiritual, my, my, my spirituality is is being shaped because now I'm upset with God. I mean, I was a total wreck, total wreck. And I I get it when someone comes. Matter of fact, I spoke to a, a gentleman, a pastor, who I talked to the other day. His wife allows him to have sex with her once a year. <clears throat> I, I, the damage that does is unprecedented but to the woman she just probably feels like she just you know i I got control of this i got but the truth is you have unleashed something you can never refix only god can fix and that's why you you have to be it is imperative that we be who god has created us to be if you are a woman be a woman if you are a man be a man and we are to be helpers one to another we are not to have control. God gave us dominion over the earth, not each other. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> Go ahead. Dr. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. See, you. I felt that one right there. 
Oh mm, my mm, God. Mm. I look, God gave us dominion over the earth, not each other. But it's that concept of us wanting as women that control because you you can always tell when a woman is uh battles with um um con- you know her her own realities or she battles with her own traumatic experiences and she's out of control because when a woman is out of control she looks to control whatever she can control and for the most part it's 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 who she's with or whether it's her children or whether it's her mate or whatever it is, she wants that control over it. And so by any means necessary, she will do whatever she needs to do to say, well, I dominate this because she's, she's so insecure with her own self that she looks to dominate something or someone else. And so mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. most part, that either is the spouse, you know, I, I got to dress you. Mm-hmm. I want you to look mm-hmm. a certain way. I want you to do mm-hmm. this, all of these mm-hmm. particular things. And from a biblical standpoint, we understand that to be Jezebel in the flesh. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. uh, for you who will listen to this and you don't know what I'm talking about, just stay with me. Uh, one of the, things that uh we have to understand is that the 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 god created us in such a way that uh we all desire something and for women when those desires are not met like like god intended for them to be met we look to control whatever it is that we feel we have no control over and when you talked about the concept of you know that 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 pastor who who the woman thinks she's doing something and i love how you said we don't understand the damage, the psychological, mental damage that it does to the individual. We don't understand that. And only God himself is able to come in and heal that space. The Bible says uh, one thing that I, I just love. It says, it's, it, it tells us as wives to respect our husbands to respect mm. them. And mm. you can't mm. it, you can't respect something that you control. You 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 can't. What you say you you you, mm. you you can't you can't. It's impossible for you to respect something that you want control over. It's it's not going to happen. You want to dominate and you want to control, but that comes from your own insecurity and your own little girl issues. Trust me, I've been that little girl. I, so I understand it. So I can talk about it because I've been her. You understand what I'm saying? That was me. Amen. And Amen. and and like you said, it took the power of the Holy Ghost to come on the inside and begin to show me my real identity. And so I had to let the little girl go. And that right there is what we deal with when we talk about the whole concept of domination and the whole concept of control is that that little girl is still looking for her identity even though she's 40 and 30 and and she's and she's 50 and 60 and she still has not found her identity so her identity is wrapped up in what she can control and so go ahead dr pratt dr pratt listen listen you you on the right track and that that's 
That's why we need men and women to know who God is. Because when you know who God is, then you know who you are. If a woman knew who God was, God would show her who she is. She is the queen. And if anybody knows anything about a chessboard, the queen is the most powerful. She is not the king, but she is the most powerful piece on the planet. God made her last. Everything that God did not create, he put it in her. She's a bad girl. She doesn't need <clears throat> a woman has the ability to recreate unlike any others. She has the, listen, she's so bad that Satan wanted her on his team. When he wanted to go, when he was recruiting to go against God in the garden of Eve, he said, he said, Eve, I, <laughs> Eve, I need you to bite this apple. So you mean you can be on, God had to come in himself and put an enmity between the two of them because Satan was going to use her to go against heaven. Listen, woman, you are bad. You you are the you are the fuel to the rocket. A man can be the rocket. And he wants to go to the moon. He ain't going nowhere unless a woman comes alongside him and fuels him. It's, it's sad, but it's true. I mean, even even the story they talk about the rocket that went to the moon and how it would have missed by a hundred thousand miles had it not been for the twelve women who calculated the coordinates of the moon. Real talk. So, but a woman without a purpose is an explosion. She is destructive. It's destructive. You guys are, are, are cold-blooded. Y'all y'all can maneuver in ways man can. He'll never, he'll never, ever. You run circles around us. But God made us head over the woman. And I even tell some of my buddies, hey, listen, y'all stop fighting over that real estate, over you being the head of your home. Sir, you are not the head of that home. You think I'm kidding? Read read about the read about the uh the uh the Proverbs thirty one woman. She's the head of that house. God made you the head of her. So y'all stop fighting over that real estate. She is a she can maneuver and oh my gosh, she the way she maneuvers in that Proverbs thirty one passage is on unprecedented no man moves like that that's why God gave her the home and 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 uh, I'm, I'm a cheer wow wow <laughs> listen listen this has been rich this has been rich and you guys we are bringing you part two trust me we we we, we not just gonna uh we we have more to say about this subject because we want to understand why uh, we call abnormal normal. And we normalize things that God never intended for us to be called normal. So, Gene, I thank you so much for joining me today. It thank has been so nothing less me. than amazing to have you on and to share. And we will be back. And so for everyone out there, um, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Straight Talk with Dr. Charmy Pratt.